The following contest is scheduled for one fall! I've seen that man before, that's Randy Phil. The other one's some kind of half-man, half-monkey. It's a massive duplex and not one dragon in sight. Hello, all you sweaty marks, you glorious shaggers out there. It's Mikey Mac, episode 49 of Snapdragon Duplex, and I'm home, Randy's away. Without further ado, let's just chuck you straight to him. Ladies and gentlemen, marks and shaggers, I am the pay-per-view thrill, Randy Phil. It is good to get back into the swing of this now. Oh, aye. So let's just kick off Wednesday Night Dynamite, starting with Adam Cole making his way to the ring with Redragon. Redragon. I don't care if they're called Red Dragon, it says Redragon, that's what they're getting called now. And it says that this is a new era for 2022. Is it undisputed? No, it's very much disputed. (laughs) Because whilst they're in the ring, Adam Cole is saying that Championships, championships championships might be in the future for Adam Cole and the Red Dragon. Are they the Red Dragon? Oh, fuck it, Red Dragon. The Red Dragon, that's them. But as he's bigging up those boys, out comes the Young Bucks, and it looks as though they've got a bit of tension with Red Dragon. But Adam Cole, being the sound cunt he is, he tries to be a peacekeeper and says that at least the five of them, is that five? Uh, yeah. Five with Brandon Cutler. Yes, they are. Uh, they're one of the best factions ever. They're even better than the best friends. Oh God! Then, like Beetlejuice, you say the name, and they motherfuckers show up. <laughs> Orange Cassidy and company on their way to the ring. Orange Cassidy with a microphone doesn't do much with it. Throws it away. Best friends start beating on the elite Red Dragon, I guess. Correct. And Chris Statlander comes down. Britt Baker gets involved. She comes out from nowhere. And I was thinking, are we going to get these women involved in this feud? Uh, answer, yes. It gets answered later on tonight. So next Dynamite is going to be Adam Cole and Britt Baker, DMD, taking on Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good match. I'm I'm going to be buzzing for that match. Yeah, that'll be good. But we've got some things that we need to get through. So Red Dragon want tag team belts. The Young Bucks want the tag team belts. They tease that we could have a bit of friendly competition, so do you think we're going to get that soon? Or do you think we'll see them teaming together before they fight? Yeah. Maybe taking on some sort of variation of the best friends. Trent, Chuck, Wheeler, Utah. I would say Orange Cassidy, but he's got Adam Cole. Maybe put in mm-hmm. fucking Rocky Romero. What about that? Four on four. They'll have a big tag match. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Chris Statlander and Britt Baker getting involved? I think it's pretty cool. Maybe Chris Statlander will get a pin on Britt Baker in the mixed tag match next week and that could tease a, a title title match down the line for her. Yeah. What's your thoughts on all of this? Yeah, I totally agree, man. I think it's cool. Um, I think we've been speculating on a while... Sorry. We've been speculating for a while since Adam Cole showed up if him and Britt Baker were going to be on screen involved and they are and it's great i really enjoyed it i like how there's always tension in the elite there's never a time when the elite are all just like having a laugh is a really it's always a wee bit of tension when I mean, you had the young bucks and don Callis had their tension you had the whole adam page uh hangman stuff 
Then you've got what's going on here with Redragon. I don't know, man. This is cool. I'm excited. You've got all that tension on one side, and then you've got the best friends. I was going to say the best opponents for them, but hey-ho, it is the best friends. So we're here, first match of the night, and what a fucking match it's going to be. It's CM Punk taking on Mr. Mayhem mm -hmm. Wardlow. I'm fucking disappointed with Wardlow here. My money was on him, but this... I don't know if it was his longest match, but it was definitely one of the longer matches for Wardlow. Clocking in at 14 minutes and 6 seconds. Both This match could have went either way. Either with Wardlow just absolutely decimating CM Punk, or CM Punk just out-wrestling Wardlow until he got a bit cocky. Saw MGF and flipped him the bird, and that's when Wardlow took control of things and started orchestrating these powerbomb symphony. I can't remember how many hit him. I think they said on commentary he's hot five power bombs by now. He goes to go for the bin. MGF says to him, Whoa, whoa, no, no. I want you to hurt this motherfucker. So Wardlow, few more power bombs. MGF still not good enough. He clears the timekeeper's table. Once Wardlow to power bomb CM Punk through there, Wardlow obliges because MGF is his boss, not Tony Khan, no matter what you say. Um, CM Punk gets in the ring at the count of nine, just beating the referee's ten count. And then MJF shouts for more power bombs by Wardlow. Wardlow goes to grab CM Punk. CM Punk catches him with an inside cradle, small package, a roll-up win. CM Punk wins, one, two, three. Wardlow yeah. has now been defeated. I don't mm. know if he's been beat yet, has he? Uh, he must yeah. have been. No, he has. Has he? I can't remember. Did Cody not beat him? His 2022 record's fucked now anyway, so... Oh, well, there you go. It's his championships out the window. Championships! And I'm going to give credit to MGF here. He is more of a face than CM Punk because he didn't get in the ring. He didn't get involved. No dodgy results were given here. Wardlow lost fair and square. It would have been funny if Wardlow was disqualified for putting CM Punk through the table whenever MGF was, MGF was demanding it. Mm -hmm. And then the two of them just looked at each other like, what the fuck was that all about? <laughs> Power one them through the table just like you told me to, and I get disqualified. Yeah. That's how the match should have ended. That's how I would have ended the match, but mm -hmm. as we've already established this, I am not Tony Khan. No. Khan. I'm just going to cover this now for the sake of covering it. MJF comes out later on in the night, up in the entrance ramp, gets all worked up. And promises the match that we all want to see. <laughs> CM Punk versus Sean Spears. I'll tell you what, nobody asked for that match, but I'm sure as shit going to take it. It'll be good. So, what was our thoughts on this match? I liked it because it was CM Punk and it was Wardlow, isn't it? I love Wardlow. Why? I know I wasn't fucking keen on CM Punk first few matches back. They were a bit bang average, but um, aye, he's playing the, the slow game here. It's cool. What do we think's going to happen in the upcoming weeks? I mean, I won't do predictions for CM Punk, Sean Spears. We already know Sean Spears is going to whip that bitch. But is MGF going to put more people in the way of CM Punk? Could they do a two-on-one FTR versus CM Punk? Don't think. Oh, or could they say CM Punk could get a tag partner? He wouldn't know, would he? He's a fucking heel. Even though he was a face in this match, he's an overall cunt. <laughs> What was our thoughts? I really like this match. I wasn't so keen on the inside cradle being the end. I would have liked it if 
everything that was going on and he countered it into uh, GTS. Or he, because MGF was distracting Wardlow, he turns around and walks into GTS or something like that. Would have been great. Inside Credo, uh, not for me. But I was worked by this match and I loved that. And I thought it was great. It was nine powerbombs, by the way. You're right, it was five uh, when he was going to go for the pin. And then at the end of the match, nine powerbombs and powerbomb 10 was the one that fucked him. Overall, good match. Quite good book. No, quite good. Fuck off. Good booking. Um, I liked my own idea that I, that MGF disqualified, blah, blah, blah. But we got the same result here as what I wanted, so I'm, I'm happy. Um, CM Punk remains undefeated. Who's going to beat him? MGF. Well, you can't answer. Right, next match, Dante Martin versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Taz was on commentary, and Taz said that Dante Martin managed to renege on his contract with Team Peter, and <laughs> Taz is having a lawyer look into it. It's going to be fucking smart Mark Sterling that's going to look into it, isn't it? Of course. That guy just gets all the fucking wrestling lawyer business. It's a very niche market. I'm glad they at least acknowledged it and maybe it'll play into the story. Maybe it had a 14-day cool-off period like you do with Virgin Media or BT or whoever your uh, providers are. You get your 14 days if you're no happy. If the service isn't providing what they offered, then <laughs> you get out the contract. <laughs> this match, it was better than what I thought it was going to be. Dante Martin has got a lot of fucking talent, but when he's been in the ring, you don't really see emotion or anything from him. He's no. just usually a baby face that gets beat on. Yes. But it looked fucking, it looked fierce in this match against Powerhouse Hobbs. And shout out to Powerhouse Hobbs and his attire. I don't know if if you mentioned it, Mickey, or if I heard it for Dave or, or someone, but is that a Harlem Heat tribute that he's got on for his attire? If so, absolutely love it. Yeah, I think so. Right, for this match, Leo Rush was advertised for being at ringside with Dante Martin. Where the fuck was he? It didn't matter anyway, because Dante Martin won after Jay Lethal showed up to even the odds for Dante Martin when Ricky Starks was at ringside, causing whole sorts of commotion. Everybody's getting distracted, and that frees up Dante Martin with just enough time they hit the double moonsault off the fucking the rope, then the other rope, then do a moonsault and hit um, Powerhouse Hobbs. I think it's called the nose dive. The nose I had dive. to look it up. I seen nose dive. That's that's where it is. Yeah, it's so the nose dive. Jay Lethal is now involved. He's teaming with Dante Martin, perhaps. I think so. Is Leo Rush still with Dante, or was that a genuine fuck time off? And I don't think they know what they're doing with this, and it's. Ugh. You know what it's going to lead to? It's going to lead to Andrade offering to buy Dante Martin off of Team Taz and Team Taz will accept it. And that's what's going to happen. So Andrade will get Dante. Whoa, that was that was difficult to say. Andrade is going to buy Dante off of Team Taz because Andrade likes buying young boys. <laughs> so Jay Lethal, he could be teaming with Dante Martin. And... I don't know, I'm all over the place this week, but fuck it, it's... Since we're here anyway, Jay Lethal challenging Ricky Starks for the FTW belt. 100% on board with that. Me too. Give that to me. What's our thoughts 
I like it. It's a good way to get the belt off Ricky Starks and then get it back on hook. What do you think of the match? What do you think of everything else? Uh, I like this match. Uh, did you notice Ricky Starks came out looking like a leather bitch? You know what, man? I'm on board with this. I'm on board with this whole booking. I want Jay Lethal to win the belt and to come back to hook. I like that. Give Jay Lethal a month with it. Have him beat Starks again. <laughs> and then they have to send Hook to get the belt. So we had a bit of stuff happening. We had the backstage stuff and then MGF came out and then it was time for Adam Page's celebration. He comes out, he's cutting a promo, he's saying he spent 90 minutes in the ring with one of the best in the world. But Hangman still has the belt. Says it's a new year, meaning new records, and it's time for a new challenger. And then Dan Lambert shows up. He's a fucking... He's good at doing promos, isn't he? I love him. A hell of a manager. You could stick him with more people other than men of the year. I wanted to say America's top team, but that's not his fucking... That's his MMA boys. <laughs> other that's than men gym. of the year. Stick him with some other people, it'd be good. He's good on the mic. But... He wasn't here to fucking cause grief with Adam Page. He was here to suck him off a wee bit. I think he was just saying that he's he's a hell of a talent. He just needs to actually stop fake being a cowboy. I don't know if he's actually a cowboy, to be fair, is he? He was a teacher. I know that much. I know Adam Page was a teacher, but... I need to, I'll need to do some research and see if he was a cowboy after all. But it doesn't matter. Dan Lambert's talking shit. We get a countdown on the Titan drawn behind them, like, who the fuck is this? Who's big debut? Not debut, but it's a a return. It's the Murderhawk Lance Archer. I forgot the last time we seen him was when he done the moonsault against Eddie Kingston. Was that in the AEW Eliminator title matches, the tournament that Brian yeah. Danielson won? Yeah. Is that the last time we seen him fighting Eddie Kingston? That's when right, the yeah. moonsault landed on his head. Looked absolutely fucking horrible. But he's back. He's looking fucking bigger. Like he was a big dude before. Looks even bigger now. I think Jake Roberts is out with COVID at the moment. So he could be back shortly after. Once he's all cleared. Hopefully that'll be soon. But Lance Archer puts Adam Cole. Not Adam Cole. Adam Page. Through a chair with the what was it called like the fucking blackout slam? That's a blackout. One way to picks him up and pulls him over him. It's it put him through a fucking chair, right? It looked brutal. If you don't get a title shot off of that, how do you get a title shot? That's what I want to know. The rankings. Listen for Lance Archer. What are your thoughts? I mean, you get a title shot the same way as everyone else. You go up the rankings. Um, I'm happy to see him back. He he looks fucking unhinged, man. Dishevelled. He's got like a big beard. He's grown his hair out. He doesn't have like the murder hawk the same way as before, where it was all bald on the side. Um, that blackout to the chair looks sore as fuck. I don't know, man. It's it's this is good. I don't know how Dan Lambert plays into all this, but um, I'm excited to see. Is Dan Lambert gonna reveal himself as having Lance Archer on America Top Team? Fuck knows. Next match, Serena Deeb versus Hikaru Shida. Won't spend much time on it. Hikaru Shida makes an entrance. Serena Deeb jumps her, breaks a kendo stick over her, fucks her leg up, and rock- locks her in the Serenity Lock. Hikaru Shida did not tap out. The referee called for the bell. And winner by ref stoppage, Boo. Serena Deeb. Now, I know I say that I go back and forward on feuds when I like them, when I don't like them. I like this one. I think they're tied at three apiece now. And it's going to be a long rivalry. 
and we'll get a good payoff with this. I'm I'm enjoying it. I'll, Serena Deeb is fucking great in the ring. Enjoying it now. What's your thoughts on it? I probably hate it. For some reason, I think these are going to hate us. I don't hate it, right? Hate's the wrong word. They're always good, and they're both excellent wrestlers. I'm just bored of it. It's so WWE for me. Why do you have to do the same match six times, which moving on to a seventh? I mean, if they said it was a best of seven series, I'd actually be more interested. Isn't that weird? Like, if you advertise it that it's going to be seven matches, I'd give a fuck, but because I'm just going like, oh, great, so they're just going to roll in back out next week. Do you know what I mean? Um, referee stoppage can fuck off. I hate that. Always hated it in wrestling. It's shit. It's shit. The chalk block at the start when Serena Deep comes out and hits Sheeta. <laughs> she slid down the ramp and I was fucking pissing myself. It looked like the ramp was oiled up. Um... But yeah, man, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm. I've seen it. I've seen it six times now. I'm gonna have to see it a seventh. Um, I don't give a fuck anymore. I don't give a fuck. Apologies. Not, not, not saying it's bad. Just saying. <sighs> How many times do I have to watch it? Next match of the night: Penta El Zero Miero, <laughs> with probably Alex Abrahantes. He's always by his side now, taking on Matt Hardy with Private Party. I popped for the dual chance of the Zero Miedo and the Delete. Loved it. Yeah, it's good. Matt Hardy took some brutal bumps in this match. He's good at selling. See when he fucks his neck up and all sorts. And, like, Trent does it on Rampage as well. Trent does it on Rampage as well this week where they, like, land the hurt on neck and they just kind of seize up. You're like, oh, it looks brutal. Stop doing that. It looks good the way you're selling it, but gives me the fear at the same time. End of the match. Matt Hardy goes for a moonsault. Why does this old bastard still love trying to kill himself? Goes for a moonsault, Penta rolls out the way, grabs Matt Hardy, hits him with the fear factor, wins. Penta beat Matt Hardy in Matt Hardy's hometown in front of Matt Hardy's family. If that's not heel, what is? Penta is a fucking heel. Fuck off. Fuck you, Penta. Fuck off. After the match, Penta gets on the microphone, but he only speaks Spanish, so I didn't understand it, but thanks fuck Alex was there. He says he's going to get Malachi Black and he's going to teach him some respect. Just as he says that, lights go off, lights come on, Malachi Black's there, he beats some shit out of Penta. Then the Varsity Blondes come running down to the ring and we, exactly what was happening. They got the numbers advantage. Malachi Black's just sitting on the ground laughing at them. Points, one, two, three, lights go off. They go off for a while. Lights are still off. Lights come on, and I thought Malachi Black just fucking super zened and beefed up. No, no, this is Brody King. This is the fucking boy that we want to watch out for. Yeah. And he just wiped out all three of them. Yeah. And here we have it, the first, maybe the only, but the first member of the House of Black, Brody King. I don't know if these two are tag team champions elsewhere still, but they've had tag team gold before. And they may want tag team gold in AEW. So here we go. How come Malachi Black has got a stable, the fucking House of Black? He's got 
a tag team name already for them. The Kings of the Black Throne, Malachi Black and Brody King. Oh, that's good. But he still doesn't have a fucking name for his finisher for the roundhouse kick. It's just still the roundhouse kick. It annoys me. And side note, how soon is it going to be before JR calls Brody King Brody Lee? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. The funny thing is, I actually thought the same thing. I was like, oh, no, he's going to. Oh, good old JR, never change. Right, where do I start with this? How can you call it a heel move trying to win a match? Isn't that the whole point of his fucking job? So, he's as a babyface, he's supposed to just roll over and be like, Hi, Matt, I see your family's there. I, I mean, we're in Carolinas. <laughs> um, tell you what, mate, just roll me up. Just roll me up, I won't kick out. I won't kick out. Nah, go on, mate, it's fine. It's fine. No, I'm a good guy. What would good guys do? Come on, just roll me up, mate. Fuck that. I'm fucking buzzing. However, however, there was one moment I didn't like in this whole thing. Why do they have to start ripping Penta's mask? Every fucking time. Anyway, Brody King's here. This boy's a big boy. Big boy. Love it. Next up, the acclaimed versus Bear County. The acclaimed rap for this match. I forgot it already, so... If anyone remembers, or if it was any good reference, please let us know. Why? I thought Bear County were ready for an upset victory in this match, because AEW sometimes just like to do that, just like to give a wee snide win, like, huh, weren't expecting that, were you? But it didn't happen here. They are claimed are a heel tag team, they will cheat, they will do what they have to do. I wouldn't even say this was really cheating, this was just uh, taking advantage of a tag team match. Is it Anthony Bones gets the ref a little bit distracted? Max Caster, was it? Was why them they catch fucking Bear Bronson in the ropes, and Max Caster hits the mic drop for the win. Yeah. And again, it wasn't even the match; it was the story. Same as the Penta Matt Hardy. It's what happens after the match, and after the match, Sting and Darby jump the acclaimed. So, I think we're getting this match next week on Dynamite as well. It's going to be a fucking really good match. I'm buzzing for that. And, like I said, because I'm jumping backwards and forwards between Rampage and Dynamite, I'm going to cover this now. On Rampage, they acclaimed put out a diss track against Darby and Sting, calling them two grown men going through a goth phase. Who is the fake Sting? I wish it was Jeff Farmer. That would have been so good if they got (laughs) Jeff Farmer in to do that fake Sting. I hope I've not said this and it turns out that poor guy's dead or something. Oh, but what did you think of the match? Bear County versus the acclaimed. Bear County's just going back to AEW Dark, aren't they? Give oh, them a few more months there and then bring them back in the fucking top five tag right rankings, probably. And who are we going to take? Who's well? We we'll do predictions at the end. We'll do predictions at the end. But could the acclaimed be the first ones to beat Darby and Sting? I think they are. Yeah. Well, look. I mean, it's bear country. You're not here to slag, so I'm not going to stick it in you any more than that. Um, the rap was good. It's uh, one of the things he said was, "I ain't you ain't got a shot like Novak Djokovic." I thought it was funny as fuck. Um, I mean, these guys are going to be great champs. They claimed. I think they're doing anything they can to keep them separate from the Jurassic Express right now. So the Jurassic Express have got the Dark Order thing going on. And I think 
they're going to go out another way with it and they're going to push in the acclaimed over to the Sting and Derby thing. You can run that any way you want and why can't they beat them? Why can't they beat them? I mean, Sting and Derby aren't going to go for tag team champs anytime soon. Um, Sting won't work that many matches, but I mean, I think the acclaimed should beat them. I think the acclaimed should then go on to be the champs. Then we get a weird promo from Pac. It's kind of like Daredevil vibes. He's kind of got his eyes all bandaged up. And he's doing his, doing his usual... I can't do a fucking voice, man. But, why are you, man? Oh, fucking hell, I'm going to fucking kill you, why are you, man? <laughs> I've got mates from Newcastle that are going to fucking hate me. Um, yeah, he does a weird promo, but... God, it's just good to see Pac on telly. Well... Matt Hardy's backstage getting an interview with Tony saying that he's focusing too much on the future of AEW and should be thinking more of himself instead. This is going to be... He's getting Jeff back, isn't he? I hope so. When the no competes up, Matt Hardy's bringing Jeff in and they're going to be in the tag team rankings as well. This year is going to be phenomenal for tag team wrestling in AEW. Like yeah. They really emphasised it on this episode. They put a lot of focus on tag teams and building the tag team division. It's going to be great. I'm buzzing. But this promo, Andrade comes in, wants to talk business with Matt Hardy. He wants to buy private party. He just wants to buy more young boys. Matt Hardy was the boy collector. Now it's Andrade doing the Jeffrey Epstein fucking gimmick. <laughs> right, main event time at Dynamite. Sammy Guevara versus Danny Garcia for the TNT interim title. Hell of a match. I don't mind the interim title thing but again I know what you're saying for the sake of two weeks is it fucking worth doing it what if fucking Cody just he comes back but he's like nah I'm not defending the title and Sammy just defends this title for a few months then Cody comes back like right I'm ready to defend the belt whoops Sammy straight away and he's just like you were you were an interim belt holder counts for nothing that's so cunty good work Right, on commentary they said that fucking Sammy's 28 and Danny Garcia's 23 and I just thought, fuck these guys. I mean, it was a really good match, but fuck these guys. It was good until fucking Sammy tries to go for the crossroad and almost snapped the neck of Danny Garcia. Then 2.0 rushed the ring, got involved, took me out of the match, distracted me as well as the ref and everybody else. And with all the fucking raid going on, Sammy Guevara managed to hit Danny Garcia with a go to hell and retained the belt. Then, to close off Dynamite, it was Eddie Kingston and Jericho just, like, shouting at each other in the ring, ready to scrap. And it goes off there, and I'm just like, that was, that was kind of a shite way to end the show. It fell flat. I just, I don't know, I didn't, didn't really fancy that. But we'll see what happens with it, I suppose. One thing that's been annoying me about this whole fucking thing, this is the TNT title. Dynamite is a TBS show now. The TNT title should not be defended on Dynamite. It should exclusively be a Rampage belt. What's your thoughts? I don't know. I don't... I, I, I do get your point. Maybe they should just rename it to someone else. But I don't like the idea of brand exclusivity with belts, with wrestlers. I don't like it. I think you have a second belt for a reason. It's good to elevate mid-carders to main event status. But to only have that on Rampage, I, I, 
I don't know. I just don't. Nah, it's not for me, man. It's not for me. Um, the main event, though, the main event was good. Sammy wins. 2.0 Shanghai. Eddie in for the save. Jericho's there. Then there's a confrontation between Eddie and Jericho. And what the fuck's going on there? But I like it. So yeah, I don't know, man. I'm 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 kind of enjoying this. Cody, I like the idea you had because it would piss me off so much if Cody came back and then delayed his rematch. That would really annoy me, which means I'd be getting worked. So yeah, it's good booking. It's definitely good booking. It's really annoying. Let's get into Rampage. Right, so we kicked off Dynamite with Adam Cole. Guess we're kicking off Rampage with Adam Cole again. Baby! Taking on Trent. Trent? As I said, it was a fucking... It was a good match. Trent selling the moves as if he was breaking his neck all over again. Hate the way that sell is, but it looks good, but it just gives me the fear. Yeah, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. Everybody was at ringside for this match. I think we were two bodies short of it being a lumberjack match and we all the best <laughs> friends and all the elite friends and all the super friends and all the red dragon friends. You know Astromage was brewing. That's exactly what happened. For the end of the match, Trent Barretta blocks a Panama Sunrise by Adam Cole and he hit a strong zero where like he gets his legs, tucks him behind and just like jump out. It looks like something you do on fucking like Street Fighter or Titan. Looks brutal. Looks lovely. But it wasn't enough to put away Adam Cole. He got his foot on the rope. Nick Jackson got overexcited about that. Jumps up in the apron. Starts pointing. The ref seen it. Nick, sit your ass down. The ref seen it. <laughs> but it was enough to piss off the best friends. That a big fight breaks out. The referee gets distracted. Adam Cole. Bye bye. Hits Trent with a low blow. Follows up by dropping the boom. And gets the win. One, two, three. Very clean win. Very clean win if you are Dirty Dave. <laughs> I've got nothing else to fucking add for this match or about the feud or anything, but what would you think about this group, the elite Red Dragon, Adam Cole versus the best friends in a blood and guts match? Does it justify it? Maybe not at this stage, but Red Dragon, the Undisputed Era, whoever... They've got history. They've got. They've done war games. War games. It would make sense. It, they would put on a fucking great match in the blood and guts with the history that they've had with war games, <laughs> and with William Regal maybe looking for a job. I mean, that guy's probably fucking set. Oh, you think to so. come in and just just say blood and guts. Or however he would say it, it's William Regal. Blood He'll and make guts. It fucking brilliant. Blood and guts. Thoughts. I don't know, man. Scrap that. Of course I know. That'd be fucking great. That would be great. I'd actually really like that. You're right. Maybe build up to that. Why not? So he blocked a Panama Sunrise. Sorry, I didn't say who. It was Trent. He blocked a Panama Sunrise. The Panama Sunrise hasn't been hit in a long time. I, I guess he was he was going to hit one last week on uh, Jake Atlas. Uh, rest in peace. That's a bit fucking brutal. Sorry. <laughs> Get well soon, mate. Um, so he was going to hit one on Jake Atlas and he didn't. So are they going to do something similar to the AJ Styles? Do you remember when AJ Styles came to WWE and they were teasing the Styles Clash for ages and ages and ages? And then when he hit one, the whole place went fucking bananas. Do you think they should do that? It was just kind of like keep doing it that he keeps fucking up or they keep blocking it or he just doesn't quite get it and then all of a sudden 
boom, he fucking hits one and the whole place just erupts. I don't know. I feel like they should. But yeah, good match, man. I'm enjoying this feud. And they're doing it the right way. You've got a feud between two factions. You just keep feuding people separately until you get one massive match and a blood and guts would suit that. So yeah, fair play. Right. I'm just going to... Sean Spears versus Andrew Everett. Sean Spears wins with one C4. Randy, why did you shit on this match? I didn't, <laughs> right? It was that quick of a match. Andrew Everett tries to go for a springboard. Sean Spears catches him, hits the C4. One C4, that's all it takes. See how Wardlow does five power bombs to win a match? Sean Spears, one C4. He just doesn't like to... Sh- in C4, does the job, paid by the minute. He cut a promo after the match... Pretty much saying, CM Punk, you've been out of the game for seven years. That's seven years too long. And I'm going to whoop you next week on Dan Mad. <laughs> Didn't say it like that at all. That's just me saying that. Falkhorn Leghorn. I'm excited for the match. I don't think Sean Spears is going to beat CM Punk, but I think Sean Spears thinks Sean Spears will beat CM Punk. Yeah. So, did, did he cross the line saying Wardlow is a one-trick pony with a one-trick move? Could that have pissed Wardlow off? I mean... I would, I would have liked it if Wardlow turned on everybody else in the pinnacle, but he was like, Sean, you're all right, mate. Maybe he'll do it with Tully. Maybe Tully and Wardlow turn on the pinnacle. Mm. Probably not happening. No, but I like it. But what's our thoughts on the Sean Spears stuff? Or will we get the predictions later? I actually didn't pick up on that, so that's actually... Yeah, that ties in with something that I was going to say on Dynamite. Remember when MGF stormed back in? He'd said that today CM Punk beat an oaf. So he referred to Wardlow as an oaf, and I can't imagine he would be best pleased by that characterization of him. If anything, I find that to be slanderous to refer to Mr. Mayhem as an oaf. And I'm sure Randy will agree. So yeah, I think it's all these tiny wee digs. It's all the wee things, isn't it? They all add up. They all add up. Treat him like a little bitch. Treat him like a fucking moron. Someone who's shit. Someone who isn't as good as they say he is, and then we get it. Fucking Wardlow's um, scalps fuck at everyone. Ends up eloping with CM Punk, who gets sacked on their wedding day. That's my show. Right. Six women tag match Chris Statlander, Red Velvet, Legitly LaHorsh versus Nyla Rose, Penelope Ford, and the Bunny. I tried to be interested in this match. I tried to give it all my attention, but my heart just wasn't in it. It was a match more to build for us a falling out with Chris Statlander and Layla Hurst than it was to actually have a match. Okay. Like Chris Statlander and Layla Hurst, I think they're tagging on Dynamite. Uh, no Dynamite, sorry, Dark. Tensions are rising. Legit Layla Hurst looks as though she's going heel. Is she going to get involved in the mixed tag match next week? Yeah. Or if Chris Statlander does beat Britt Baker and she ends up getting a title match, is Layla Hirsch going to get involved in that? Oh, fuck knows, I mean, man. we're pretty much saying Layla Hirsch is proper turning heel very soon. I would say Is she so. going to cheat on, not even cheat on Chris Statlander, that's weird. Is she going to do her out of the match on Dynamite Crazy. or is she going to do her out of a title match later on? Is the heel turn happening soon or later? I think the heel turn's coming soon, man. I, I, I don't think they'll drag this on too much. Whether it's the mixed... I mean, the mixed tag makes more sense, right? I mean, it's not going to... It's just going to elevate that feud, and then it kind of gives Chris Statlander something to do. 
Um, the other title match. I don't know. I don't know. This ma- I thought this match was quite good, if I'm honest. There was a lot of shithousery in it. Heels working as a well-oiled machine. And then you saw the kind of babyface team were just really clunky. It just wasn't vibing. Layla Hirsch didn't want to tag in to Chris Statlander. Just, like, fuck off and then would tag in Red Velvet. Um, do you know what I'd have to say off the back of this match? The improvement in quality... Just in the wrestling, in the women's division, it's night and day from when we started. I remember when we started, I was trying not to shit in it, but I was shitting on it. And now, I, I, I can't shit on it. The women's division is great. I really enjoy it. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I like this match. I don't think there's anything wrong with a match happening only for the sake of pushing forward a narrative. Because without the narrative, what is wrestling? Do you know what I mean? So, if this is only there to give the heels some momentum, which it did, it gives them a win, and lets the faces look at each other and go, well, what the fuck's going on here? And you push forward a storyline like that. How Red Velvet plays into that, I have no idea. That spider crab submission, by the way, uh, that was rotten. They like, bent over Penelope Forge, was bent over double phrasing but she she yeah mate it was fucking rank i really liked it and yeah i mean a roll up from an argument it just writes itself we're getting the turn but like you say when's it gonna happen it's time for your main event and ending this week of aew wrestling that is tag team title baby Jurassic Express defending against Alex Reynolds and John Silver of the Dark Order. Right. Whenever they're cutting the promo backstage, as they always do, I like that wee thing on Rampage before the main event, they do a promo for both folks. Everybody loves it, especially when Mark Henry does a whole main event and John Silver's copying them. Love it. Love you. <laughs> that was great. You can't see me, but I'm doing a wee face that John Silver done. Brilliant. I like Jurassic Express. And I like their backstage stuff. I like what they do in the ring. I like them so much that I'm trying to get their name right. They've got good chemistry. I like that Christian's involved. <laughs> I don't like that Marco Stunt's not there. But what I hate, and I hate it with a passion because it goes through me every fucking time it happens, is when Luchasaurus just looks at the camera and goes, Bleh! That Why? fucking annoys me. Oh, get grip. Get a match. heart. Fucking loved this match. Wasn't expecting it. It was one of them on Dynamite. Oh, by the way, we're going to fight you on Rampage. So here we are, they're fighting on Rampage. Big Tower of Doom. Loved it. What was it? Luchasaurus, Power Bombs, John Silver, who German Suplex, Jungle Boy, who Superplexed Alex Reynolds. The Tower of Doom. Mental. Then... We almost had no tag team champions. I mean, you really need to go back and watch that replay. The referee could have slapped for a three, but Reynolds and John Silver do a quick move combo where John Silver does a step up in security to the corner, throws Jungle Boy towards Alex Reynolds, who hits a rolling elbow. Jungle Boy's turned round in security from John Silver into a cutter from Alex Reynolds into a German suplex by John Silver, into a jackknife pin by Alex Reynolds, 1-2, two. 
not your new tag team champions. It was close. I'll tell you how close that was. That was as close as seven eighths. That's that's how <laughs> close that was. But the tag team champions retained the belts after Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy hit some sort of dodgy double team move that just it didn't look like any sort of move. It was weird. Jungle, no, Luchasaurus just swings. Alex Reynolds round, I think, and Jungle Boy catches him with something. Then Jungle Boy dives out the ring to hit John Silver. And Luchasaurus just gets a pin. You're like, what? What the shit? So, yeah, still tag team champions. Again, it was a good, good match. It was a good show overall, but the end just fell a wee bit flat. Same as Dynamite. What was your thoughts? Like the match? Like the show? Let us know. I think that's harsh on Luchasaurus, man. The man's lived 60 million years. You're giving him shit about coughing up some phlegm now and again. Nay fair. Well, the Jurassic Express win with the Jurassic Express to remain Jurassic Express, the Jurassic Champs. Expressively? It was a decent match. I quite enjoyed it. Um, I don't know if I'll re-watch it again, but I enjoyed it. Show was good. It was a good show. I like the diss track a lot. Right, I'm going to get the first one out of the way whilst it's still fresh in my head because it's not in my notes. It's FTR versus Lee Johnson and Brock Anderson. FTR have got Tully Blanchard. Brock and Lee have Arn Anderson. The Glock. It's going to be FTR, isn't it? But for the sake of going in the opposite direction and trying to mark up the tally for correct predictions for the year, I will go with Lee Johnson and Brock Anderson. It's FTR. It's FTR. Next, Serena Deeb versus Sky Blue. Hikaru Shida might get involved, but I think Serena Deeb's going to just go on a fucking tear and win straight out. I've got a feeling Sky Blue wins this. I don't know why, it's just a gut feeling. CM Punk versus Sean Spears. I want to take Sean Spears, but it's going to be CM Punk in it. I'll have CM Punk. Yeah, I'm going to have to pick CM Punk. I just can't see it going any other way. Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander versus Adam Cole. Bye bye. And his bye bye. Britt Baker. D. M. D. I will go with Chris Statlander pinning Britt Baker, and this could lead to a title match for her. Maybe dodgy doings. Maybe not. Ah, nah. I think Adam Cole, bye bye, is going to get the pin on Orange Cassidy. The House of Black, the Kings of the Black Throne, Malachi Black and Brody King taking on Varsity Blondes, not so flying Brian Jr. and who the fuck is Griff Garrison? <laughs> uh, House of Black, House of Black, but Pac cutting that dodgy promo. Where's Pac working into all of this? But nah, I'll go with the Kings of the Dark Throne or whatever the fuck they're calling themselves. Yeah, totally agree, it's got to be House of Black. I'll just throw it in here, Cody returns, whatever, but the final match that I've got here, the acclaimed, taking on two grown men, going through a goth phase, the hoodlums, stinging Darby Allen. <laughs> I want to go with the acclaimed, just because that's an absolutely banging tune, that's the only reason I think they could give Sting and Darby their first laws, what's your pick? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with what I said earlier on, and I'm going to say the acclaimed. I think they're going to be on a fucking streak here. They're going to get themselves into the title picture. So, yes, the acclaimed. 
Right, so just in other shit that's happening in wrestling, we've got the Royal Rumble soon, but I think we says we've got a we've got a live show before that. Um, also, Matt Cardona beat Rhino at GCW for the ECW TV title. Is that legal or is that WWE's property? The ECW TV title did they buy that when they bought ECW, or did that become defunct because ECW's TV deal just expired? But Matt Cardona is an ECW champion. That's wild. Love it. And speaking of GCW, John Moxley will be at GCW Hammerstein on January the 23rd. I think he's got the main belt, has he? I can't remember, but he's returning there January 23rd. It will be on Fight TV for in the UK. I don't know if that's worldwide as well. But I was planning on watching it because I'm home and... It's going to be a big pay-per-view. I don't know. Is the ha- What's the Hammerstein? I know it's a venue, but is it like a big wrestling venue? Is that an ECW one or anything? The Hammerstein Ballroom? I'll be watching this. As I said, John Moxley's confirmed to return. This might be his first match back since he took a break. Hopefully he's looking better and feeling better. I'll let you know. I'll feed back the report. And also, I think confirmed for it, we have Matt Cardona versus Joey Janela. And if you've been following either of them on social media, they're I think they're redoing like a Macho Man... Is it Macho Man Ric Flair feud or something with Miss Elizabeth and Chelsea Green? It's fun shit. Just go find it, look it up. It's going to be a good match. But yeah, that's, uh, that's me for this week. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Go get us on the link tree, Snapdragon Duplex. Thank you, Mikey, perhaps... Thank you, Dirty Dave Nitro. I don't know. We'll see. That's me for this week anyway. Randy Phil, out. Randy Phil, out. Thanks very much, Randy. And cheers for the update on GCW. Yeah, Moxley's still the big champ, I think. Um, So that'd be good. The Hammerstein Ballroom is, of course, the ECW made famous wrestling venue. Home of ECW One Night Stand. Both of them, I think, right? One night stand and then two night stand. I mean, they didn't call it that, but uh, the ECW TV title that's fucking hilarious, by the way. Fuck knows if they can get sued, they'll probably get a cease and desist. But what the fuck, you just you just cease and then it's done, it's over. Um, Rhino versus Matt Cardona that's cool. Um, the Miss Elizabeth feud was Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage, and all in all, I'm quite fucking into all that, to be honest. And that's me for this week. Catch us on all the different places you normally catch us. You can get us on the website, get the fucking episodes there, download them, send it to your more. You know the crack. Uh, thanks, everybody. Peace out. Mikey Mac out. <laughs>